Welcome to the Yoga Teacher CEO Podcast with me, your host, yoga teacher, CEO, and business coach, Della Wheeler. Join me as we combine strategy and soul to elevate your yoga business with ease. Welcome back to the Yoga Teacher CEO pod. As you probably noticed, we were on a break for a couple of weeks while I traveled to Mexico. I had an awesome break and I am excited to get back. Today, I am welcoming our first male YT to the show. And it's fitting to me that it ended up being the person you are about to hear from. Jake Waters is one of my friends from teacher training, and he and I talk about the winding and unexpected path that we all take towards our purpose. We chat a lot about how authenticity is the most powerful tool we have as teachers and how to keep in check with yourself when things fall out of alignment as they tend to do. Jake is a really special human who is near and dear to my heart. A little bit about Jake. He was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He first found yoga in college when a close friend recommended he try a heated vinyasa class at Yoga Landing. After the class, Jake was hooked on the practice and used it as a tool to connect his body to his mind. He completed his YTT in 2016 under Yoga Landing's founder, Jessica Jolly. From 2014 to 2020, Jake pursued a multitude of certifications, working as a group fitness instructor around Southeast Tennessee, teaching yoga, cycling, boot camps, Tabata, kickboxing, and strength training, while maintaining his personal practice of Ashtanga and Vinyasa yoga. His classes are challenging, but accessible to everyone, and combine his love of music, movement, and breath while encouraging his students to be real and meet themselves exactly where they are each and every time they step on the mat. He believes there is no right or wrong pathway to yoga. It is a powerful tool for each individual to use to meet their unique spiritual, mental, and or physical needs. Jake currently resides in New York City, working and maintaining a regular practice at his second home, Moto Yoga. You can follow Jake on Instagram at jakewaters7. I will put that link in the show notes. He says, feel free to reach out and say hi. He's very friendly. Let's talk to Jake. I am welcoming Jake Waters to the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you, Jake. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Been excited to talk with you for a while. I know. We've been talking about doing this for a while. Um, just so people know, Jake and I did teacher training together, our 200-hour training. So we've known each other for a long time. <laughs> Can you believe, I was thinking about it, that was 2016 when we were in that. That was such a long time ago. I know. know. It doesn't sound like that long ago, but so Mm -hmm. much can happen in that amount of time. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. 
So before you started teacher training with me that year, how did you find yoga? Like what led you to teacher training? That is a, that's a very interesting story, actually. I, I had been doing the fitness game for a while. I'd started teaching classes at the local YMCA in Hickson when I was about 22. I was teaching cycling and kickboxing and all these other modalities. And randomly, I was on a treadmill one day and the desk worker came up and said, hey, our yoga teacher, they're not here. They're not showing up. Could you lead the class? And of course, like, I panicked. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't do this. Like, yeah, yeah, sure thing. Go ahead. Like, just jump in there. You're already, you know, a teacher. Just You can do yoga. And I jumped in and I had a lot of fun. It was terrifying. And it was probably not a thing like any of the YMCA students were expecting. I don't even know what it was. But that was kind of my foot in the door, dipping my toe in the water um, into teaching yoga. Other than that, I really didn't have a a real grasp or a real idea of what it was. Uh, I would say, you know, I did little videos and stuff. I probably thought I was doing the most amazing, cool things ever. And looking back, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but my first real yoga class was at Yoga Landing in Chattanooga. I had a friend who had done the teacher training. They had recommended doing heated vinyasa. And so I went to the 10 a.m. heated vinyasa class, Jessica Jolly, shout out, on, I believe it was a Saturday or Sunday morning when I was 21. And I fell in love with it. I didn't know why. I didn't know what it was about this class, this practice that really drew me in. But I went one time and I didn't go back for a while. And I had some turbulence times over those the next three years or so and i found myself whenever i was like in a super crazy like headspace i would always make sure to go to that saturday or that sunday 10 a.m heated vinyasa class it's kind of just like a way of leveling back out and so that was kind of my journey into yoga um i'm slightly touching on i guess yoga teacher training the process of yoga teacher training how was mm -hmm. that for you that was wild for me. Uh, I've discovered that as far as learning information, you know, I can sit and I can take it all in, but to really process it, I need to step away for a while. And I was at the YMCA and the friend I had mentioned before who had told me about the class, you know, they had just done teacher training and I was, what was that? 2016. So I was 24 then just gone through this crazy breakup and dealing with so many things a death in the family and i was just in a a wild headspace and they're like you need teacher training like you need that and i didn't know what any of them meant any of my mentors any of my friends meant but you need yoga teacher training you'll see um and it blew my mind i think i was kind of taking the information in, kind of not as present as I could have been, but I was soaking it up. That was the most important thing. I was soaking it up and uh, I loved it. You know, it, it really connected with me. It hooked me. I still to this day reference things I've learned or experiences that I've had through 
the teacher training, be that on an emotional level, on a physical level, just on a level of connection with, um, you know, our fellow classmates, our fellow yogis, our teachers, um, it's still something I would say I reference almost daily. Um, really incredible process. Yeah. And I think that I want to see if you agree with this. I feel like there was something, um, for lack of a better word, just magical about the group that ended up together in that teacher training. I mean, it was a big group of people, but I think in some ways we all kind of like fell in love with each other. (laughs) Does that sound weird? I don't know if you agree with me. No, I agree. I mean, we were oddballs. Like, we were the oddball group. I feel like I say that in a very loving way. Like, we were the oddball group in teacher training. (laughs) It was such Um, a great group of people. Yeah, it was the perfect mixture. Everyone was so unique. Everyone brought a certain level of authenticity to our little community that we had. Um, Nothing felt forced. And it, it was incredible. You know, like... I know all of us don't talk every single day now, but I don't feel like it's a, it's not weird. It's not a weird thing anymore. If like I see someone on the street, if we just randomly bump into each other, it's just like, pick it back up, keep going. We're laughing within two seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. It was, it really was a great group. It makes me so happy just to think back about it. Mm-hmm. So from teacher training to now, from what you can remember and what feels like important to share What has that journey looked like? That journey has, (laughs) that's been a journey, number one. Uh, (laughs) That's been a very, very, a big journey, a incredible journey, but a journey nonetheless. Um, Ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Um, I started teaching immediately after teacher training and I was on fire for it. You know, I, teaching all kinds of things doing all kinds of things i started like integrating yoga into the classes i was teaching at the y like i I was all about it i had started teaching immediately after teacher training and i just i didn't stop i would say i didn't stop teaching and i was teaching at the local ymca i was doing lessons through the job that i had had um doing some private things and of course i started working at the studio that you and i did our training at and i was on fire you know um and i think it was that fresh out of training i think i know everything um in a good way but also like in a very naive way um just jumping head first and not really considering that you know maybe maybe i'm not experienced enough in yoga which you know yoga is life life is yoga and um but it was fun i truly felt connected to what i was doing and what i was teaching and I I don't want to say I got burnt out, but I did. I got to a point where I was teaching so much that I lost my my personal practice. And, you know, I, I think that you lose your personal practice as a teacher, then you start to really falter in what you're able to provide your students with. And I needed to take a step back and I needed to be 100% a student again for a while. And so I did, I took, I took a good break from teaching. I think I stopped teaching um, on a regular schedule towards the end of 2018. And so from 2018 on, that's been, 
yeah, that's been that. I've been mainly a student, um, still teaching occasionally. I've had a few other jobs where I've taught, um, you know, lessons to my teammates, lessons to the company. Um, of course, pandemic, I taught with a few different organizations through Zoom, um, on Instagram. But I haven't had a regular teaching schedule since then because I think that there is a there's a time and place to go inside and to really learn and to again like the sponge reference soak up more information the more that you know and the more that you experience the more you're able to authentically share it with your students without it being forced because i you know that's what you're drawn to is that authenticity um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's very important yeah and to me i was just thinking like in order to really be of service as a teacher you really have to serve yourself first and be just kind of in your own practice truly to like be able to share it more effectively with other people yeah you do you have to serve yourself and find your own practice before you can be a super effective teacher because i think you can only truly not truly, but you can authentically teach what you know. And I think that's what drives your students. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of us have this image of what we're supposed to be like as a yoga teacher. You know, we're supposed to walk in and immediately announce that something happened with a chakra or like, you know, tell, tell someone about this amazing bowl of steamed kale that you had for breakfast this morning. And, (laughs) you know, and that's a beautiful thing. If, that's something that you authentically connect with. Um, But I think if you're walking in and you're trying to be this version of a yoga teacher that you're not, or this version that you maybe think you're supposed to be, I feel like that reads, the students know that. And Mm -hmm. that's not what they're drawn to. And I know that looking into my personal practice, um, if I'm not practicing by myself, if I'm seeking out teachers, it's that authenticity. And, you know, some of them can be kooky. Some of them can be, super calm, some are strict, some are stern, but it's none of that. Um, none of those elements by themselves are what draws me to these teachers. It's the fact that it's authentically them and that they've taken time to really connect with themselves. And you can tell when they're speaking, it's from a deeply connected place that they found throughout their practice, whether that's through asana, meditation, or just connecting with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I've had a really similar journey to you in some ways because I think we might have been the same age when we did teacher training, actually. Are you 30 now? I am. I am 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I just turned 30 as well. And um, you, I mean, there's just that time between 24 and 30 is loaded when it comes to like learning more about yourself and growing as a person. And when you go through teacher training that early, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also, there's some room for growth for sure. Like before Mm -hmm. you can really be the teacher that you um, want to be or really step into that authenticity and be yourself because I mean, I've spent so long trying to model the teachers that we learned from and to really be someone else so that other people would like me as a teacher or come to my class. And um, in some ways that worked, which is weird. Um, But for me, similarly, it's like you 
just come to a time where you're like, I just have to be myself. It's too exhausting to try to Mm -hmm. emulate someone else. And also when you do step into who you truly are and just show up who you, as who you are, people are drawn to that. It's interesting. I think it's like a magnet. It really is. Um, People are drawn to that, but then you're also drawn to that as an individual and not to say the whole like cliche of turning 30, but it's just like, I don't know. You feel like a more authentic version of yourself. And I don't know if it has to do with like the number 30 that she's like, I don't care anymore. You know, I just don't. Um, And there's so much freedom in that as an individual, but also when you're just talking with people, talking to your students, talking about your practice, talking about your classes, what you have to offer. Um, it's just so much more connectivity there. And it just, it gives you this, let me say connection 300 more times. Um, yeah. Um, lost my train of thought on that one too. No, it's cool. You're good. <laughs> Thank God you can edit this. All right. <laughs> I know it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to say when I, I feel the same way about turning 30. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to know if this is like a pretty universal feeling or if it's just us, but I do feel like a switch went off when I turned 30. And even as a teacher, I feel more confident. I feel um, just more like I'm just going to be myself and you guys can just get over it if you don't like it. Because I mean, it's just, it really is exhausting um, trying to be someone else. And I think it shows in some weird energetic way to other people. It does. And I think, I don't think turning 30 changes anything about you. I just think you get to that point where you're just like, yeah, this, this is what it is. You know, you're fully Mm -hmm. accepting of it. Uh, personally in my teaching, I was like, oh, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be known as this, this power teacher. I'm going to do this fun music. I'm going to, you know, like you said, try to emulate the people that we admired, who we learned so much from. And it was just this vision of where I wanted to be and where I thought I needed to be. And now it's like, I'm completely comfortable uh, just not worrying about that. You know, let's like, let's go in class, let's move around, let's talk about the real things that are going on in life. Like, you know, did I have a good day? Did I have a bad day? Am I going to fall when I'm demoing a posture or something? Probably. Am I going to laugh about it? Yes. Do I expect everyone else to laugh with me? Of course. Like, that's going to be the fun thing. That's going to be what keeps everyone connected. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think it also just reminds everyone in the room that you're a person, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? I mean, because I feel like as a student at some points in my life, especially earlier in, in my practice, I would see teachers and think, well, this person's just, they're perfect. They are amazing. They have no faults. Um, they are so enlightened or whatever. And I think that that creates a disconnect between you and your students and really showing up as a person, you're a human being who falls out of poses, who forgets the sequence, who pushes shuffle on your playlist instead of not shuffle, like all of those things and just acknowledging it 
being cool with it. I mean, when someone sees you acknowledge your mistake or your imperfection, um, they and you're not being hard on yourself, like you're being a model for people, I think. They're watching. That's true. And you don't want to be um... – once the word I, I watched a very popular documentary on the television uh where you know it's talking about a very specific yoga guru and it's like you don't want to be a guru you don't want to be this like unattainable person you want someone to look at you and be able to say okay yeah you know i can do that too or mm-hmm. this person who's teaching this class that i love they're a human being and that's where that connection really comes from. And that's what you strive for. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm curious, like when you, I think there are times when we feel in alignment with ourselves, like everything's good. I feel like I'm in a flow as a person, as a teacher. And then there are times when we stumble and fall out of alignment. It's just like the normal human experience. Um, Do you have signs in your life for when you fall out of alignment and like aren't really feeling like yourself? I do. I have many signs. I'm very, very aware of those signs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say if I'm not sleeping well, that's number one. I mean, that's that's always a common theme in my life, regardless if I am in alignment or if I'm not. But if it's happening more so than usual, um, if I'm feeling very disconnected from my body, that's that's a major one that gets me. So, you know, maybe I can't move a certain way or maybe I just don't feel like right just in this vessel that I'm walking around in if that that's if that makes sense that's how I know that I'm completely out of alignment um because mm-hmm. I feel like my physicality and my brain are so connected that if my brain's messy it's just like I'm gonna you can see in photos like if you take a photo of me or if I see a friend is taking like a group photo I'm gonna be slumped over and I'm gonna have mm-hmm. like my shoulders down or something um but those are telltale signs. And then also a new one that I've been testing myself with. And this one's silly, but um, I've been taking the Hot 26 classes um, at a studio up here in New York. Because New York's busy, you know, and if, if you don't take that time to, to check in with yourself, you don't realize how, like, out of alignment you can get really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um but I try to go to this one studio at least once a week, sometimes twice a month, just because the hot 26 practice is so, I mean, it's just hot. It's, it's very hot practice. It's a very humid practice. But for me personally, I don't find the physicality of the practice to be very challenging. It's the heat, it's the mental. And mm-hmm. for anyone listening, if you know, if you don't know what that is, it's the room is gets can get up to 115 degrees sometimes and the humidity is sometimes it's 70 percent and there's no speaking and you're staring at yourself in the mirror the entire time looking in your eyes and you know there's just times in that where i joke and i say that particular practice keeps you honest because i know i can physically do those things but i will find myself laying down on my mat through half the practice and i'm like come on you know get up you can do this and it's like why am i laying down right now you know i'm i'm 
I practice yoga or like sometimes I'll even have to leave the room because the anxiety is building in me and my heart's racing. Mm -hmm. And I've discovered that's my gauge. You know, if I'm dealing with something, if I'm out of whack, if I'm not really sitting with myself and, you know, staying in check, then that's probably going to be the tool that pulls it out of me, Mm -hmm. which is really cool to discover um, because I did the practice last week and super crowded classroom, extremely hot, stayed with it the whole time. I was like, okay, cool. You know, had a connected week. Um, I actually did the practice yesterday. I had to walk out of the room. And I was like, wow, are there things going on that I need to check in with myself that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. bubbling up? So that's that's another tool that I use. Um, that I think is really interesting that I'm looking into at the moment. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that you found something that, that kind of is like a check-in almost mm-hmm. for you. Um I think for a lot of us, it's just getting still. And I'm sure in New York, that's that's a practice. Um, I can't imagine. I'm sure I would be so challenged by um, just the busyness of like the atmosphere, the environment of New York. Um, mm-hmm. Getting still is usually when I'm like, oh gosh, what is up with me? You know, like you mm-hmm. have that time where you've you've stopped long enough to say, oh, I'm tired or oh, I'm anxious. Like I've got that feeling in my stomach or whatever it is. So I'm glad that you have a practice for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, you're, you're right. It is. It's so easy up here to stay busy constantly. And um, for those who are listening who don't know, I currently work at a really amazing yoga studio and, you know, I practice there all the time. And so in my brain, I'm like, all right, I've got a full practice. I've got almost a daily, sometimes twice daily practice going. Um, But then also it's about like really checking in with yourself and saying, I'm with this group of incredible people. We're moving, we're breathing together. You know, I'm feeling connected with this community. Mm -hmm. But it is in those moments of silence where you have to ask yourself, you know, when I'm in my room at night or when I'm doing a practice at another studio, or even when I'm off running um, and I'm by myself, that's when those true moments of check-in happen. Uh, because it's easy to mistake anxiety for work ethic or turn it into work ethic or energy even. Um, so yeah, checking in very important. That's so true. That was deep <laughs> for me, especially. I mean, mistaking <laughs> anxiety for, for work ethic is... Um, something that I've been doing for a really long time and I'm just now like getting to the point where it's just exhausting and too much. Um, So yeah, that's such a, that's a really poignant quote for sure. I, (laughs) you what? I feel called out. (laughs) (laughs) I called myself out on that one. Uh, You know, it's funny too, because uh, I was also thinking it's so easy I, um, I've been thinking a lot about self-care. Um, so we can tie this into authenticity as well. Cause now I'm going down a rabbit hole, but this is like a cool thing that I've been talking to myself about. Cause I talk to myself 24 uh, seven. You know, it, it's like, I have recently been keeping a checklist of things that I know ground me. Mm-hmm. And one of our, uh, mentors and the teacher training, she was talking about that with us. 
And Maggie was actually, when she had us for the weekend, she was telling us about, you know, know the things that you need to keep you in alignment. And she was like, you know, I need to be around water. And so partners that I've had, if I'm just feeling wacky, they'll take me to water. That's part of my self-care is being around like natural flowing water. Um, and I've thought about that, that she gave us. And I'm like, okay, you know, what are my things that I need? And I'm like, I need to do something connecting with myself. So that's running for me. And running is where I am able to shut out the world around me and really dig into my own head and just process thoughts and think. So that keeps me in my head. And then yoga, you know, going, connecting with my yoga community, staying with my practice, that's what keeps me connected in my body. Um, and just going down that line, I'm thinking, okay, wait, you know, you can turn anxiety into work ethic, but then also you can refocus that and do too much of these things that you think are self-care. And so it's like, am I running too much? Am I doing too much yoga? Is my body hurting me? Like, it, it's, it's so interesting to see how you can just like run completely in the other direction with it and not even realize it at times. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. It, like instead of working, you're just like overdoing self-care potentially or over mm -hmm. overworking your body maybe is a more accurate way of saying that. But I do love that idea of having a checklist. I think that's something that Glennon Doyle, I listen to her podcast like obsessively. And she says mm -hmm. when she feels like just everything's falling apart, nothing's okay. It's everything's gone to shit. She has a list of things that are like, go on a walk, <laughs> drink a glass of water, play with your dog, you know, um, just these things that you can do for five minutes that, show you, you know, okay, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm grounded. Like, um, I think that that's a great practice for all of us for sure. Definitely. And those times when things are just going to shit too, those are, those are some of the best times that you have to really sit and you can flourish from those. You really can. If you use it as an opportunity to say, okay, you know, and here's what's going to shit around me. Like that's when you have that really nice chance to start rebuilding all of it into, into something that's authentically you, you know, a new springboard. Yeah, that's very true. Always a good time to dig in, especially, mm -hmm. I mean, when you don't want to at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like when we always want to run away from um, those uncomfortable feelings or just hard things, those are usually the best times to stop for a second and and get present, which is sucks because mm -hmm. that's hard. <laughs> Staying present? <laughs> yeah, when things are hard, mm -hmm. especially. Like being present when things are great is fabulous, but being present when things are challenging or like emotions are high I feel like that's the hardest it's easier for me personally to like watch Netflix or drink a couple glasses of wine when things get hard <laughs> it's, e it's easier to tune out yeah just tune yeah. it all out <laughs> yeah definitely Definitely. I'm going to steal that from you. I'm going to steal that quote. And the next time I teach a class when we're doing some kind of like ridiculous posture, I'm going to say it's so easy to tune out when things are hard. <laughs> Stay present. That's going to be my thing. I'm going to steal that from yeah, you. Yeah, it's a great lesson yeah. in yoga too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that we teach our students really is like, be present now in warrior two for 10 breaths and be present now in Shavasana like two very different places to be present but 
both equally as rewarding for sure. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I concur. (laughs) I concur. Okay. So throughout your journey, you really have Mm -hmm. like landed in so many different places just from knowing you personally. Um, Do you feel like you've kind of landed now at this new studio? I just see you on social media and see, you know, your coworkers and everything. And I'm like, this looks amazing. Honestly, yes. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. I feel like I've definitely landed and it's very, you know, cosmic alignment. You know, that's the word that we used to always joke about in our teacher training. The story with that was during our teacher training in 2016, I came up to New York City for the first time to visit some friends. And that was when we had to keep a a log of a daily practice um, that we had to report um, in order to advance through our training. And so the first thing I did when I got up here, I pulled up an app on my phone. I was just like yoga studios, just trying to find one um, that I could go practice at. And I stumbled upon this one in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I've never been here before. So let me go check this class out. And it was a vinyasa style flow class. It was heated. And I went and took the class. And I was laying in Shavasana. And the instructor was just so, so knowledgeable, so present. He didn't know me from anyone. I just wandered in off the street and started singing somewhere over the rainbow acapella to us and it was so beautiful and i was laying there i was like oh my god i'm getting so emotional right now how how wild is this and i had never even pondered moving to new york at that point i was just up here visiting and i thought in the back of my head you know when i become a yoga teacher and graduate this training if i ever make my way up here it would be really cool to work at this studio Um, just because I would love to be able to be on the level of giving someone that type of experience that I had. And so every time I would come and visit the city from Tennessee, I would always talk about Moto Yoga, which is the studio in Williamsburg. And I would rave about the teacher there. And I would make my friends go and practice with me. And I was such, I was such a fan. And when I finally moved up here, at the end of 2019, um, I was doing yoga. I was going to different studios. I was practicing a little bit in my apartment, uh, but I, I wasn't working in yoga. That was around the time right before the pandemic hit. And, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit, I got stuck in Tennessee, but I was working in tech. I was doing um, tech startups. And then I got a job working at a mortgage startup. And I was you know, still actively practicing yoga, but that was like 2019 all the way through um, 2021, like around summer 2021. And I just started feeling so uncomfortable in my life. And I was like, I'm in a career space at the mortgage company that just does not feel like it's um, fulfilling me. I don't feel like I'm contributing anything and I don't feel like I'm connected to this. I'm not passionate about it. And so I started looking for really anything. I just started applying for jobs. I was like going to interviews all the time. Um, 
looking at nonprofit work, which I'm very passionate about. And uh, then I randomly got a email from the yoga studio that we were talking about and they were looking for a manager. And I was like, it's New York. Like there's hundreds and thousands of people looking for jobs right now. So I applied for it. And the only connection I'd had with the studio was I was practicing off and on every so often when I had the time. And then I volunteered there for a month right before the pandemic. So I was like, you know, they don't know me. They're, I, I didn't think that I was going to get chosen. And oddly enough, that was one of the first interviews that I got. And so I met with them twice and was brought on. And now I'm working there. And the fit has, for me anyways, I, I love it so much that it's one of those where I have so much anxiety that um, the way my mind works is when I'm really happy about something, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. Um, but it feels like a family. It feels very connected, very cool, and very within its community. And I, yeah, I feel very landed with it. I feel like I am finding a lot of opportunities for self-improvement, self-growth. Um, I'm doing some continuing education trainings with them right now, and I'm really getting a chance to dive deeper into my practice while also connecting with the community and with my fellow employees. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I have nothing negative to say. I, I feel very comfortable and very landed. And I'm very, very grateful for that. So much gratitude. That's so exciting. I love hearing that so much because I'm sure that there were times, you know, throughout where you questioned. I mean, that's just what happens when, you know, you haven't quite figured out what you're doing yet. Like, there's so much doubt, so much confusion. Like, that, at least that's where I, like, kind of that's how I respond to those moments of uncertainty and it really reminds me that like we have our own personal timing and then there is this divine like universal timing and they're so different like we have this expectation of when things should happen for us or how things should happen and then the universe is like actually here you go <laughs> like this is what we've been working on and here you go and isn't that cool? It's so That's cool. That's the coolest thing to me. I I go through periods in my life because I feel like I know myself very well and I have a tendency to be very spontaneous with my actions. And so it's like I'm drawn to something. Let's go do it. Or, you know, I have this idea. Let's jump into it. That can be good sometimes, and that can also be, you know, take some time to breathe and not necessarily jump into everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that plays off itself where in like, you know, I moved to New York City with a two weeks notice, and I came up here, and I was struggling, um, jumping from job to job to job, and trying to make it happen. And then when I finally, it goes back into connecting with yourself. Like, why was I feeling so uncomfortable trying to make it happen so hard at this mortgage company? And why all this? And it was like, I'm a believer when you're having issues with yourself, um, be it anxiety, be it depression, anything like that, you know, it, it's up to you to figure out what works best for you and how you are able to manage those things. So maybe that's through medication, maybe that's through therapy, 
But for me, it also works in saying that maybe something's out of alignment. And maybe that means I need to check back in and make a change in my life just to see if that would alleviate those symptoms for me. Mm-hmm. And I consider that like a universe, like saying, hey, like I'm going to make you feel so uncomfortable. I'm going to give you these feelings that you don't want to sit with until you get back in alignment. And I think getting back into yoga and getting back into this beautiful community um, was really the kick in the butt that I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. That makes me just delighted that you found such a wonderful place for you and you're finding a way that works for you. Mm, That's great. So at the end of every episode, I always ask the same question and it is, what is your number one piece of advice for a new teacher? You know, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this question for a while. And this is so cheesy, but it's so true because I've referenced this conversation in almost every interview that I've had. And for a new teacher, the best advice I could give them is to always be a student, never stop learning, and never know of anything for certain. And that's the advice that a professor gave me one time, because when you feel like you've know, you know it all, or when you feel like you don't need to learn anything else, or maybe that's not your mindset, but maybe you find yourself at a place where you have, um, you know, you're not growing, you're not growing, you're not learning, your teachings not expanding, you're just stuck there. And so always keep an open mind, always know what you know, but receive, be willing to receive another opinion, another view, um, challenge yourself, grow, you know, Mm -hmm. when you find you've reached your full potential, that's probably when you've stopped. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think Mm -hmm. that the most, just the most influential teachers, at least in my life, are those teachers that are like, I, you know, the more I know, the less I know. And Mm -hmm. I'm still learning every day. Um, Because we are, I mean, we learn in life, we learn in our practice, we learn as a teacher. I mean, there's so many different ways that, that life is showing up to teach us. So staying open to that is such a huge thing that I think is just beautiful. Yeah. And don't be afraid to share that, you know, don't be afraid to share that you're in a state of learning or when you don't know something, uh, don't be afraid to say that. And I I think Mm -hmm. that's where the authenticity comes from. And that's what's really going to make you, you, um, I wrote this giant post, um, a blog post a few years ago, like questioning. It's like, I'm a teacher, right? Question mark was the, the title of, and it was just questioning, being a teacher, but also still being in this deep state of learning. And I think that's, I think that's brave. I really do. I think that's brave. And that's, as a teacher, that's how you should show up. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's fabulous advice for a new teacher, for sure. Especially, I mean, you said like at the beginning, when you graduated from teacher training, you're like, I know it all. I'm good. And then you've moved through this whole process of growth and like learning and unlearning. And now you've landed in this place where just keep learning. 
Yeah, keep learning. I'm currently um, doing a continuing education, creative sequencing training. And let me tell you, it is so much fun. It's so much fun. And everyone asked me, like, how do you feel about it? And I was like, my brain is ready to explode again. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten so much information, but I'm also being challenged to create and challenged mm -hmm. to put these things together in a way I've never thought about. And that's exciting. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. It keeps your it keeps you like alive. It keeps you excited about what you're doing instead of just like mm -hmm. becoming a robot and doing the same things over and over again, which I think is easy for a lot of us to fall into. So that's such great advice. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jake. Thank I think everyone yeah, thank you. love this so much. I I love listening to the journey. I love all of the deep conversations you're wisdom has been so wonderful. Thank you. I, I hope everyone appreciates the the little rabbit holes I, <laughs> I go I down. Them. Yes, <laughs> I think they will. Definitely. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been really great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Yoga Teacher CEO. If you're loving the podcast, leave a rating and review. Wanting to dive deeper? Check the show notes for additional resources for your personal and professional growth.